It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew, Mo, Yo, Moo Cow Rich. Bring the bull. This is our 200th episode. Jesus. I know. Imagine how many it could have been if we were actually consistent. That's true. (laughs) 200's a lot, though. I'm pretty shocked it's it's, it's 200. (laughs) With minimal growth and really accomplishing nothing, yeah, that's a lot of episodes to keep going. It's quality quality over quantity, Mo. (laughs) That's right. Uh, I love it. Wouldn't change it. We're not we're not out there just slinging episodes left and right. We're not like everybody else in the world right now, seeming to cash in on on something or other. Do you guys notice that fucking everybody's selling something right now? Yeah. Is that just me, or is that like legitimately true? What's that? Like everybody in the world is is starting to sell something, whether they were or were not, like some side hustle or whatever. Or now I have a cigar box subscription thing you can buy, or I just made my own limited run cigar. It's like everybody that I've ever met on the internet suddenly is in the cigar game to some level. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. That's not us. I mean, that's Mo, but that's like a legit business, not a fly by night thing yeah um it's actually really frustrating (laughs) honest with you because that pulls sales is that the the thing people spend Uh, money on something so they grab that thing yeah because there's just that euphoria right now right like everybody's trying to you know for me man it was never it was never about a quick buck I knew that if I wanted to actually make something and and have it last, it was going to take time and there was going to be a lot of struggle. And, um, you know, these guys that come do it for a quick hit and, and, you know, they're out. I mean, I don't blame them. Right. I mean, it's easy money right now. Yeah. I mean, if people are going to reward that, why not? I mean, a lot of people have asked me, and this was a, a question I got at the show a lot too. Was like, oh, how, what do you feel about all these limited editions coming out and whatever? And I would tell people straight up. I said they're doing it because you reward it. Like, if if people didn't chase shit, they wouldn't make shit for people to chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, if you don't like something as a consumer you think it's overwhelming then you don't have to do that but i like i remember we talked about this um davidoff when they first started coming out with like those master selections i was like oh all right cool so i got one box of the first one a box of the second one all of a sudden there's like 16 coming out and i'm like i'm not keeping up with that you know what i mean like i don't know yeah, I mean, just the the cost of keeping up with sixteen Davidoff limited yeah, editions no, is I mean, not. Fuck it. Yeah, no, that's hard. It's not gonna happen. Right, you have to really want even, to at that point. Even on my best year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. You're just like I could try all sixteen of those, or I could smoke for most of the year. I don't know which one do I want to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So, anyway. Let's dive into some topics, if that's all right, guys. Do it. Yeah. Or do you have more about 200 episodes you wanted to talk about? Um, Hang on. I'm going to insert here the best clips of all 200 episodes. I mean, you can keep talking. That was it. Oh, I thought thought you were going to... I thought you meant a moment of silence. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, I might get you're not actually editing the right? <laughs> No, that was it. There you go. But you know what, man? Like, for as much shit as we talk about ourselves, like we we have evolved. Have we? Have, have we though? With... Have we? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't say we've evolved. I'd say we have. We we found our people to some degree. 
right? The people yeah. that listen are people that, that are kind of our people. We're their people. Yeah. It's a good match. Yeah, I get it. But we're, you know, we're multidimensional. It's not like we only talk about one thing. It's true. I feel like people learn stuff when they listen to us. Everybody's probably laughing right now, but I do. I think I think people walk away from our podcast and listen like shit. I never knew that, or oh wow, I never thought about that before. I'd hope so. Sometimes, yeah. yeah and also, you know, that was also a bullshit topic that was fun to listen to. Get both. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a lot mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of that. So before before we get started, I actually am smoking a Winston Churchill late hour which I have not smoked for a very, very long time. How's that cocoa? Uh, this is a very, very good cigar. And I remember how much, when it first came out, I didn't like it. Then I smoked another one and was like, holy shit, and this is why you smoke multiple. You don't make a judgment off the first one. And I was like, oh my God, I think this might be the best regular production Davidoff cigar. And now smoking it again, I still feel that way. I really do. So give it a shot. If you have not, yeah, you might find really something good. unexpected. <clears throat> Maybe. And now I have had quality issues with these. I, I will be honest. So I was a little hesitant, but I did it anyway. Because hmm. I stopped at Casa today. So. Nice. So you know what? I haven't had one of those in a while. There you go. Speaking of Davidoff, that's actually a good segue for our first topic. Get it. Uh, from our buddy Chip and Lonsdales. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have a picture that we can show, but we can describe it. His question, can you please judge this ridiculous monocle-looking cigar cutter on next week's podcast? It just seems dumb as hell. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't know if anybody wants to describe this thing. I can take a shot. Monocle looking is kind of fair. Okay. But it's it's like a, it almost looks like a pocket watch with a chain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to look like a pocket watch. Yeah. And it's and got I a think, little chain on it. I think that was something that he used to wear. Yeah, yeah. It swivels open yeah. to be a cigar cutter, and then you like, I think you swivel it to cut the cigar. I that, think. that looks like a punch, though, doesn't it? Is it? Aren't it's those, got those little three holes in it. I know. Aren't those punches? I I did zero research on this just so I could be prepared for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also did zero research. It looks to, I guess, I don't know. Maybe they are punches. You might be right. I, the other picture I don't know. Punches. I, I looked at it when he sent this to us, and then I just pulled it up as we're talking about this, and that's my take. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. So the Whatever. idea is it looks like it's, it's like a pocket watch. And it's a cigar cutter. There's three different cutters. I, there probably is a punch looking at it. Let's find different out. Different sizes. Keep talking. Either way. Either way. <laughs> Keep talking. Uh, what's the judgment on this, guys, as you're looking at it? Is that like, oh, that would be a really cool kind of a thing? Or is it like the kind of thing where a lot of the time with like pocket watches and fedoras and all that other stuff where some people are going to think it's really cool, but then it's not actually that cool? Um, I think it depends to some degree, but but that's to me. So it is a punch. I, I think. Okay. Three different punches. <clears throat> Limited edition round cutter is what they're calling this. Do you have a price tag? That's got to be like three hundred fifty dollars. Uh, I do not. I'm not on their website. I'm just on a Facebook post. Three sharp blades fitting ring gauges from thirty four to sixty. Hmm. I think it's silly. But if you're a punch person. It's probably pretty good. Uh, I, I think just like many of the Davidoff 
accessories. Um, it's a conversation piece and a look what I have. Three ninety five. Two hundred and fifty pieces worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Four hundred. That's a four hundred dollars. That's a that's a swinging dick piece. And you could actually swing it on that chain. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or from your. Or or a from your you know your breasts. <laughs> your, yeah, you gotta get two. You yeah. Put on a little show. Yeah. Drew would put on his pecs. Better <laughs> bounce them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> Nor would I mean. Uh, how much is a punch cutter? Uh, five. Is that a real good thing. Oh, <laughs> I think I have a Zycar one, one. It was probably twenty bucks. That one bracelet punch is really fucking cool. I always thought that was really cool. It's like a bead bracelet with like a yeah punch in it. Yeah. Yeah. If I wore stuff like that, I think it'd be pretty cool. Yep. Always have your punch with you. I found it on a website for $330. They're getting it with the discount now? They have some available if you'd like to buy one. You have to use it to cut your $500 Oro Blanco. Mm, only way to cut it. Yeah, that with would. a $1,300 ST DuPont, maybe, soft line. You have to. If your experience isn't more than two thousand dollars, you're a sucker. <laughs> I look at, I'm. That, that maybe this is like we've talked about before in microcosmic society, but there is like lately, like I seem to be talking to people that are on the complete extremes of cigar community and enjoyment. Like, they're either cheap as fuck or the complete opposite. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that more more than usual? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. More than I can remember. I haven't seen that difference too much, but so I don't talk to people as much. I mean, I really, I really feel like We go back to it, man. We've been talking about this since episode one. Cigar smokers and people who smoke cigars. Mm-hmm. You know, big difference. Yep. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, there you go. We judged it. Judging is complete until Judge Drew, which will come up a little later. Um, well, so Drew recommended something on Netflix. That was really good. What what did I recommend? He recommended the Tinder Swindler. Oh yeah, watched that last night. What'd you think? We've all actually watched the same thing. This might be the only fucking thing we've all watched. (laughs) How are you feeling? The last three years. (laughs) How are you feeling? Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just amazed that we all actually watched the same anything. Mm -hmm. That never happens. So yeah, uh, Drew and I don't watch Taylor Swift specials. Well, this was a documentary. It was right up my alley. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead. What did you think? Go. No, no you guys, fire away on, on what this thing was. Well, I saw this, um, what, a week, week and a half ago? And uh, we have a group message. And uh, I said, hey, you guys should watch this. <laughs> um, it's a... Group message with who? You guys. With us, oh. dude. Oh, Shit, where's Mo today? Um, so, uh, it's a guy. Obviously, before I travel, sorry. Tinder swindler. It's in the name. So the guy gets on Tinder, meets girls. Um, he he takes them out on super super fancy like extravagant dinners. Um, super ritzy places. Um, on other girls' credit cards. <laughs> And eventually he earns their trust because he they they think he's like a a billionaire, mm-hmm. flying on private jets. And uh, eventually he asks for them. He needs some money from them. He's 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 in a bind. Something happened and shit got tied up, and so they pull out money for him. 
And then he takes yep. out other girls with their money. And he keeps doing this. And uh, I researched a little on the internet. And apparently between t- 2017 and 2019, they're approximating about $10 million. Jesus. So my first thought was if I was taking that much money, I would have found something to invest it in. Oh, I know. And then not have to, you know. But I think it was about more than just the money. I think it was about the act. Oh, yeah. He has zero to show for 10 mil. Jeez. That we know about. Yeah, I mean, well, how much work is that, too? Yeah. Dude, well, I mean, what, oh, the what's amount of work. work. He was. I mean, swindling I guess chicks. The stress of it, but. Yeah, like partying with women and getting laid all the time and being but in like, places where. That would still be a ton of work. Yeah. Because he seemed like to. Trying to remember what. Yeah, but he's not laying like concrete or welding. No, but. Maybe. Not. Not it's got to control all the money flow and all that other shit. There's yeah. like a lot that's going on. I there. know. Yeah. <clears throat> guys, I used to investigate guys like this for a living. I'm telling you, these are some of the most brilliant people, believe it or not. Oh, their I'm... egos and their greed is what gets them, not yeah. their stupidity, typically. Oh, yeah. No, the guy's not a yeah. moron. Yeah, you got to be really fucking smart to pull this off. Well, absolutely. But you also have to be a real hunk of shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you watch it and you're just like, how could a person live this way? So, spoiler alert, skip the next few minutes if you don't, if you're going to watch it. Uh, he ends up uh, getting caught and does like, what, four or five months in jail? Something tiny, yeah. yeah. Which is nuts. And he's, oh, yeah. Yeah. He gets back out. Um, last I saw, because like I said, I did did a little investigating. Uh, he's like dating some supermodel or something. So he's back out living this lifestyle again, pretty much probably repeating it. Yep. And it's amazing because if you like Google him, anything about him, any of the names he's used, any of that stuff, it's all right there. Oh, yeah. So what I don't understand is the Israeli authorities were already looking for him. Like, he started this shit when he was, like, 17 years old. Yes. Okay? Maybe even younger of, of this type of behavior. Yeah. So you guys are looking for this dude. You find him, and then you put him away for five months, and then you let him out. And he's doing something all over again. I have my theories as to why. Not, you know, not going to get into that as to why it was such a short sentence. But to know that this dude is out after five months and those women are still paying these like hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit card debt. That's disgusting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But how do you only get five months or something like that? Maybe they couldn't nail him for a whole lot. I don't know. I mean, they had all the proof. It was undeniable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But again, like you said, he was friggin' smart with how he did it. So it was all in their name. None of it was in Uh his name. He wasn't tied to any of the shit. They really got him on using a fake passport. Yeah, it's true. And I, I guess I don't know where some of the lines are there. I mean, he, the, the shit he did was clearly wrong. Yeah. But you got to find out, like, how much of it was illegal. Well, and that's what, I, that's what I wondered. I was yeah, asking my wife. Yeah, Yeah. Different things, yeah. That's what I was asking my wife at the end of it. It was like, okay, clearly I agree this is wrong. But did he, did he technically do anything illegal? I mean, he he buttered up some girls and got them to pay shit for him. Is that that's not illegal? <laughs> I mean, uh, on a on a very small scale, no, guys and girls do that all the time. There are women that do that for yeah. a living. Yes, to, to rich guys. Yes, yeah, yeah. Across the board, guys and girls do that on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I, I, again, I agree it's wrong, but yeah. 
from a moral perspective. I don't think it's necessarily illegal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Depends where you are and the laws there and all that stuff. Yeah, There's yeah, so yeah, many right. countries he was in doing so many things. I, I just have no clue. Yeah. He was doing so, at least some illegal things. That's for Yes, sure. there was some. But how much of it, don't know. How long the sentence would be, don't know. Still crazy. Pretty, yeah, well, pretty interesting. Do you guys want to know how random it is that one of remember when they were like showing the comments when they went public with it from different social media platforms? Yeah, mm-hmm. my friend actually knows one of the people that that came up whose name was a commenter. That's wild. Wow. They showed his comment on their social media. Now, getting to where people became Judge Drew on this, right? So when it kind of goes back to what you were saying, Drew Fist, about, well, you know, basically this guy just took advantage of women that were willing to pay him money, right, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but people were like, well, the, well, you were, to the to the women, you were like, you guys were attracted to this dude's lifestyle and all the money. He goes, he's no different than you. Pretty much. Which I... Okay. I don't think that's true. I Okay, so on the surface, Some of them. I get that. I get it on the surface. But if you... These people are still defrauded. They didn't go into it like, I'm going to take this dude for all he's got. Like, they actually fell for this guy. Yes. And when he needed them... They actually gave him money. Gold diggers don't do that. They yeah. leave. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's so many scams that get so many people that the psychology of it is more complex in every case than, mm-hmm. oh, you're an idiot. You shouldn't have fallen for that. Right? It's just, yeah, it's all messed up and it's all crazy. Right. Everybody knows somebody that's fallen for some stupid scam at some point in their life. Yeah, for sure. I started a cigar company. <laughs> <laughs> we all know Mel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bo's been begging for money from all his friends ever since. Yeah. I'll never pay my credit card bills. So I'll have to make a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Want to invest? <laughs> um, he sucked me in with all these great blends. The, the patina Ponzi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. But. I don't know, man. Check it out, though, people. Check it out. Yeah, it's interesting. I wanted to punch the fucking dude, but... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's jump into some more stuff. Uh, So this is a a topic related to a review that we looked at earlier today, Mm -hmm. although I don't want to get into the specifics of what that review was because it's somewhat irrelevant for the topic, and it's not really the point. The question is, under what circumstances should a reviewer not publish a cigar review? So if you smoked a cigar, and let's say let's say a cigar came to me in the mail and I wanted to review it, but it came damaged, right? Should I review that cigar? What if the weather conditions are incredibly windy outside? Is that a fair thing to publish? Is it okay to publish it if I write that that stuff like occurred? Like, what's okay and what's not okay? So, like, when somebody says, I left a cigar in the wind for 15 minutes and came back out and it was still lit? Sure, yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's a weird thing to write in a cigar review. Yeah, on a precipitation? Yeah. Well, well on, on a video. On, sure, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but I'm on personally, anything. that, yeah, I mean, it's... We've talked about this. And this is a reputable, this is a very, very reputable... Um, site. Yep. Yep. And in this case, the humidification conditions were very clearly incorrect on the cigar. It was clearly at the wrong humidity. And they said so. <laughs> but they right. still published. I don't. These reviews are not in a vacuum. These reviews. Now, this wasn't the cigar of a really small company. Like, this company could withstand a review like this. Okay? 
But yeah, it might goes, even help. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> now I want to try this fucking thing. Right. But, but uh, and hell, I might tomorrow. I don't know when I'm in Arizona. But the the point is, is that. There is a real effect, especially on brands that are small. You know, like these things do, they help very little, to be honest with you. Like we talked about, unless it's like Cigar Aficionado and it's like top three, but they could hurt a lot. You know? Mm-hmm. And the reality is, reviewers are looking for for different things in a cigar than what consumers are to enjoy a cigar. It's two different things. Probably so. You know? There's probably some sort of YouTube-style people that are more in, in touch with what a consumer preference probably is. Mm-hmm. You know, I got samples of a cigar I'm working on. And I didn't smoke it in a vacuum. I smoked it like I would smoke it if I was doing something. So like I literally smoked it while I was driving. I let it sit. I picked it back up. How did it smoke? Like I wanted real world conditions to see how it performed. That's good. Because that's how people are going to smoke it, right? Yes. I used to sit there and worry about, oh, does it transition a lot? Or does it like, how's this? And how's that? And, and then I realized that that's not what the consumer is looking for. A lot of these cigars that get really high ratings, some of them translate to consumer whatever, right? But if you look at the best-selling cigars, none of them get rated high. They're all just whatever. They got that branding behind them. Yeah, man. And like a reputation for consistency or quality. Sure. And and actually, I read a Patrick Legreed uh, review the other day where he said he was talking about how normally you reward complexity in transitioning. And then I don't remember what cigar it was, but he said in this case, he would have preferred if the cigar hadn't changed because mm-hmm. the first third was like really good or whatever. And I actually agree with that. I would just rather have a really good, consistent cigar than one that, like, because you don't know where that transition's going. And if you have a really good flavor in a cigar, fucking better stay there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm getting old. <laughs> well, there's this brand you might want to try called Macanudo. Macanudo, yeah. But there's something to be said for that, man. I know what I'm getting every fucking time. Yeah, I think it depends on the experience you're looking for at the time, right? If you're just sitting around with your friends, I want one that's not going to change a lot because I'm not paying as much attention to it. If I'm sitting there focusing fully on the cigar, I want one that's going to be complex and interesting. A buddy of mine had had messaged me. I forgot what cigar it was that he bought. And he goes, oh, I picked one of these up for a special occasion. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) And I'm like... I don't ever want to be a special occasion cigar. I won't last. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I've, I've been looking at this all wrong. Every day is a special occasion, by the way. It really is. If you're still Truth. alive and breathing, fucking <laughs> no smoke them up. So last two years haven't shown you that. I don't know what to tell you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you're interested in chatting with Mo about topics like this, he just mentioned that he's going on a trip to Arizona. Yes, Mo, do you want to talk about your upcoming trip? Yeah, man. We got a, a Whiskey Wednesday event at Fine Ash tomorrow in Glendale, uh, Arizona, with uh, Sam and Rosie and uh, my broker cigar mechanic, who is an awesome dude. And uh, looking forward to that. Very good. That's the place where you're supposed to take a, a closed mouth selfie with Mo in the background. Is that right? Yes. Yes. The same place. <laughs> sir. Please do that, guys. Um, and then uh, Thursday, Tucson. And then Friday, we'll be doing an event at, uh, at Embargo in Phoenix proper. So. Very nice. Yeah. I hear good things about Embargo. 
if you're look at they don't he's kind of like Costa of Arizona. He carries no big brand, all boutique. And if you love Lanceros, he has I want to say 50 or 60 different Lanceros. Wow. Jesus. Yeah, like pretty much any Lancero you could think of, he's got it. Man, it's a really cool shop. <laughs> it's a lot of Lanceros. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, hang out with Mo in Arizona. Do it. If you live there, definitely see him. If you don't, fly to Arizona and hang out mm-hmm. with Mo. That's right. Is there a prize for farthest traveled? Uh, yeah, you'll get a high five. Nice. Maybe I'll show up. <laughs> Do it. You better believe it. You'll get a more special uh, yeah, you'll use get a of Mo's hand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, man. <sighs> All right. Uh, let's jump into some Judge Drew. I'm excited about this one. Do it. So, Is this Florida again? No. No. You'll, you'll like this one. Uh, so God. the Idaho Potato Commission. <laughs> Is everything... Good starts oh, the Idaho Potato Commission. Nice. Uh, they created a limited edition perfume called Frites by Idaho. It smells like French fries, and it's made of distilled Idaho potatoes and essential oils. Uh, they pointed out that in polling, 90% of Americans find the smell of French fries irresistible. So now they made a perfume, and it's sold out. So, Drew, what do you think of this promotion, and would you enjoy somebody wearing this perfume around you? Um, so, so two things. One, this is stupid, but it's absolutely genius as well. So this is one of those as seen on TV type things that is like, that's so dumb, but people are going to buy that thing. Uh, obviously it's sold out, but I would have, that I would have said that fucking gone and I guarantee you they didn't make like a hundred of them we're talking this is a million dollar idea I don't know if they actually made a lot or if they only made a little and it was a marketing stunt I really am not sure either way um, yeah it's so dumb that it's good <laughs> uh, now if someone was wearing it around me no it'd be a great gag gift for, for like Christmas or birthday or something Absolutely. Hilarious. <laughs> so a gag gift winner, but not something with actual no. value to use. I don't want to smell like french fries. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want whoever I'm with smelling like french fries. I mean, there's worse Fair smells, sh- but still, you're not purposely putting french fry smell on you. Oh. You go around like spraying random people. That, no, that would be good. Yeah, it's a gag type of gift. This is, I mean, it's a gag thing. Uh, what was the other question? Is what do you think of it, and would you want somebody wearing it around you? No. I think you answered both of them. No, no. Um, but you'd buy it. I'd buy well, Yeah, what's the price point on it? Sure, I'd buy it. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I would buy it, hands down, without it being like $100. Yeah. Um. Have yeah, it'd be fun to fuck with people about it. Yes. Uh, we do a lot of that at work, so this would be golden for that. Yeah, that all seems right. I bet all of the sold-out stuff has been used maybe once per bottle, maximum. Yep. Absolutely. Just to see what it smells like. Somebody <laughs> squirted it. put it away. Yep. They they smelled it and were like, oh, that does smell like french fries. They took it to work, sprayed it on their body, laughed. Hadn't been touched since. (laughs) We, to piggyback on this, um, we do a lot of uh, like fart sprays, fart bombs at work. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got many stories to go with this, but um, we normally, so there's, there's this room in the warehouse that the return for the offices are out there as well. So we normally will bomb that room. There's a couple guys in there, the younger guys that we bomb. So we'll get them. But then the return will suck it into the offices. (laughs) 
sandwiches. And it'll pour it right into this one guy's office. And they he always thinks we're trying to get him because <laughs> his office always smells like shit. Uh, <laughs> and we're not. He's just getting secondhand shit smell. Um, yeah. <laughs> just in the light of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Poor guy. God. We bought this one so called Liquid Ass. It, it's terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible, just like the name sounds. Uh, it's it's so bad. So I went to I I ordered this stuff in. I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be good. So I I squirt it on a rag because I was like, everybody's like, be cautious. I squirt it on a rag so that we can get rid of it. You know, just in case it is that bad. Yeah. I'm gagging trying to put the rag <laughs> into the room. It's so bad. Oh my god. Yeah. So does everybody take part in this? There's like a few of you guys. Oh uh, well, okay. So we've got else. we've got like ten of us up there. It's probably a good five or six of us. <laughs> okay, so it's it's a a chunk of people. Oh yeah, it's a healthy amount. Because at that point you've got like a, an office prank culture. You don't have some guy being an asshole oh, that nobody well, else thinks is funny. That would just be me. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Now that, now that you mention it, it might just be me. Because <laughs> those are the best. It's like, oh, we got this office prank culture, and it's so good. It's like, who does what? Oh, I just do pranks to people. Uh, <laughs> you do not have a prank culture, friend. No, we all we all partake in different pranks, but yeah, it's yeah, dude, that one's bad. Yeah, uh, that one's so bad we have not used it again. Because it is so, it's uh, it's terrible. That's a terrible smell. Yikes. It's like, and it's not, I don't know, I'd have to smell it again to tell you. But from what I remember, it's like, it's like rotten garbage that's sitting in the heat, rotting heat. <laughs> garbage. Yikes. God, it's bad. Oh. I'm not one for smells, so when I say I gagged over it, maybe that doesn't mean much, but oh, it's bad. That one was bad. Everybody agreed. They're like, okay, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's not do that one again, unless somebody really pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. I used to have a manager that would rip ass in his office. and uh, Call you in? Or, Hey, Mo, yeah, come in here. But not, a, <laughs> I, but, but not like, not on purpose when he did it. I think either he didn't realize that because he was like engulfed in it that it fucking smelled. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, jeez. But you'd walk in and you'd just be like, what? <laughs> uh, see, our, our guys will There's go. There's something with, about the, the. Go ahead, man. Yeah, our guys will go into someone else's office and they'll be like on the phone and they'll fart and then walk out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. We but there's something about having an, an office, right, where, you know, you feel like it's probably safe to let one rip because you don't have anything going on for a little while. Inevitably, yeah. that's when somebody shows up every fucking time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but not, cow, not even to mention that it, it's it got nowhere to go. Right. It just it sits lingers. there until it dissipates. Yeah. 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 But every time without fail, right? You fart, mm -hmm. and then somebody comes by. For oh. It's the only time in like an hour that anybody has stopped by is exactly that minute. Yeah. Every anyway. time. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of things that smell like ass, uh, Mo, you wanted to talk about cars that when you see them, you know they're going to drive like an asshole, was what you wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. And speaking of, real quick, I need to reference one of our prior podcasts real quick about uh, we actually discussed proper etiquette if you work in an office building on how to use the bathroom. If you have to take a dump, you have to go to a different floor. Don't use the bathroom on your floor. Yeah, that's, that's friendly fire. Leave that yeah. for other people to come down from another floor to use. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. So That's like hotel I'm etiquette, kidding. right? If you're staying with someone, you you go down to the lobby. Oh no! Really? Oh no! Man, I'm too nice. I guess not then. These, not these days. 
Oh. I'll go to the lobby. If I know it's going to be bad, I'm going to the lobby. <laughs> uh, your shit don't stink, though. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> rare, though, Mo. Rare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was trying to come up a li- with a list of of cars that because, like, dude, I noticed that when I see certain cars either coming near me or passing me on the highway, I'll be, like, doing, like, 85, 90, and I'm thinking to myself, well, how fucking fast are they going? And it was, like, I got, like, this list going. When I see this type of car, I know there's there's a high likelihood this person's going to drive like an asshole. Yes, I have. I have some ideas. All right. So I'll start. Now, this is this is probably going to vary based on where you live. No. No, no. It it will a little bit. It will. <laughs> um and also uh do you get on the highway? Do you not get on the highway? But okay. So uh number one, any sort of affordable coupe so like if it's a honda civic coupe if it's like a scion tc yeah um and then like if you want to go up the ladder a little bit like an infinity g um and it's just like oh fuck okay what's this asshole gonna do every time without fit Interesting. And then it's always like the people with the slowest cars always drive the fastest and the dumbest. Like you see Nissan Sentras whizzing by going 100, Toyota Corollas that are like, you know what I mean? It's wild. But like my question is when you guys see XYZ car or truck, I mean, Typically, pickup people drive very fucking slow. Um, but do you guys ever like, oh, shit, this is going to be interesting? Oh, yeah. All right. So, as soon as I say this, you'll know the car. <laughs> Dodge Challenger? And the sound will be in your head. So you're, you're, I know where you're going. You're cruising on the highway. Uh-huh. And you can hear it come up from behind you. Mm-hmm. You're, this is, you're talking about driving, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he gets up to pass you and you're 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 looking at the car. Uh-huh. And it's and it's it's probably lowered a little bit. <laughs> it's it's definitely got like a two tone paint job because they've wrecked it and they're they're in the process of like working on it still. And then yeah. probably like sporty wheels, but the, like the exterior looks like shit because yeah. it's in the works. You know, they're it's like an unfinished Forever race car. And then it'll always have, and I don't know what it is, that little hitch thing off the back, whatever the fuck that is. It's like a little piece of aluminum. It looks like a hitch, but it's not. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's always off the back of their vehicle. <laughs> Whatever that is. That car. Yeah. He's got oh, exhaust yeah. and, like, Bondo yeah. and primer. Yeah. And some wheels. <laughs> and it's, it's like, lowered a little. Yeah. That guy. Oh, yeah. That's spot fucking on. <laughs> yeah. As soon mm-hmm. as you said this question, that's the one I thought of. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that guy. <laughs> yep. And, and a lot of times it is a Civic Coupe. Or it, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know, um, or oh, whatever. Or like an older Mustang or something like that. Yeah. Somebody that's seen one too many Fast and Furiouses. Right. Mm-hmm. One day when they <laughs> finish... <laughs> Finish that What's car that? though. One day when they finish that car, it's gonna be badass. 
Yeah, they'll be sick of it and they'll probably get rid of it. No, I look. I've seen those people down the street on the highway every morning. It's never finished. It's never getting finished. <laughs> you know, fixing up a car is kind of like tattoos. Once you kind of start, it's really hard to stop. You get the taste for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Oh, I put exhaust on. Ah, you know what? Why not a cold air intake? You know what? Let's go with some headers. You know, uh, okay, well, I'm going to fuck with the differential now. And then I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? It's always just something. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's different than that guy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That guy's never finishing anything. And I got to thinking about this because yesterday I'm I'm on the highway and and all of a sudden I see this car coming behind me and they're like zigzagging and what they were doing was trying to get the fuck out of the way of this guy in the Challenger. And I mean there was a decent amount of traffic and this guy in the Challenger was just weaving man in and out going way too fast for the amount of traffic and i was just like relax bro i don't know but i I would say that's another one you see a challenger or like a charger but they have to be like the srt ones you know you're in you're in for something (laughs) minivan Oh, yeah. They're either really slow and going to hold you up, or they're going to do 100 miles an hour. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) That's very true. Haul ass. What's next? (laughs) That just died right there. (laughs) I'm sure everybody listening to this right now has got a list of their own. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really simple, though, right? You look at the back end of the car, and you look for that special red, white, and blue on the license plate that says Illinois, and you know you got a problem. Oh, cow. Let me tell you <laughs> yeah. something, man. I'm just fucking with you. Oh. Let me tell you something, cow. You're right. But when I see America's Dairyland on a fucking license plate, I start walking. I get out of the car, I just put it, and I start walking. It's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> love that our states have this stupid rivalry even though they're basically the same state oh i know <laughs> so <laughs> that's dumb. my favorite part these midwest state rivalries are the best thing you're like it's like minnesota it. trying yeah. to get in on that and we're just like yeah. you're not part of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> stay <off>. out. <laughs> so dude it's like okay so i was talking to this guy who lives on the illinois side of the border but he goes up to Lake Country to buy cigars. That's like one of his, what he considers a local B&M for him. Yeah. Right? Because it's only like 40 minutes or something like that from him. Yeah, for that area, it's not far. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's so wild, man. You know? But like, I didn't realize, like, or not that I didn't realize, but sometimes you don't really realize, like, me driving to xyz even though it's just like another suburb of chicago let's just say is the same distance for like that dude to go up into wisconsin grab cigars and come back yep you know what i mean yeah yeah it gets crazier too you think about people that like live on the edge of time zones they like Mm -hmm. live in one time zone and work in another like your whole life is just bizarre i did that for a project back in the day did you? How did that even work? That seems oh, that'd be oh, terrible. Man, messed so, up. So it was really weird. So like, okay, the hotel we were staying at was in a town called Danville, Illinois, which used to be like the head of Caterpillar, like where Caterpillar was. So that town used to have a shit ton of money. That town no longer does. So it's like, okay. whatever. Okay? So, so you're central there, right? Yeah, yeah. You're central Illinois. The project was right over the border in a town called Cayuga, Indiana. Which, Eastern. Yes, which is Eastern time. So. What you'd want, preferably, is to be on the Eastern side 
So you go to work a little bit early, but you come back early, right? So you, like, get the most of your day. I would think so, because if I'm leaving at 8 o'clock Central, I'm getting there at 9, let's just say, Eastern, you know, whatever. I come back, and 8 o'clock feels like 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock feels like 10 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't you just operate on your eastern time zone at that point? Well, yeah, that's what we ended up Kinda doing. Kind of feels like you <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah. yeah, you have to, because that's where that's ultimately where the work was. If it was the other way around, then, you know, yeah. But it was weird, man. That really would be weird. I would take whichever one doesn't have me living in Indiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somehow worse than Illinois. That was a town of uh, literally three or four hundred people. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. So last topic that I have on the list, uh, we were talking about this cigar that's coming out that has uh, candela in the filler. It's a different mm-hmm. type of cigar. Now, I'm not sure how you say the name of this cigar. It seems to be based off of Soylent Green, but it seems to be called Silent Green, probably uh-huh. because of trademark issues right probably uh, so that's my guess but it's made by sinistro stogie road cigars and cigar prop the idea is it's a six pack of cigars they have three different blends so two of each blend of three different kinds and consumers get to vote on which one they like best and that one gets put into regular production so there's things in here that i like and things in here that i'm not a personal fan of but it's an interesting topic that they're putting candela in the filler of their cigar mm-hmm. what do you guys think well, it's kind of like what you mentioned when you first kind of saw it was the whole point of a candela is to highlight the candela. I mean, that's my opinion. I, I guess I've never had one with candela in the filler. I don't, I don't like the taste very much. So right. Yeah. But I just don't, obviously, you know, yeah, you could pick up on it in the filler, but how much, I mean... I don't even know if I'd consider that a Candela cigar, though, even though it has Candela in the filler. But I don't really know. Yeah, I'm not a giant fan of Candela to begin with. But the no, thing that I like about it is is I think it looks kind of cool, and I think you mm-hmm. can... What I really like is the way the companies have uh, sort of made it artistic on the bands. Or not mm-hmm. the bands, on yeah. the rappers, I'm sorry. On yeah. the rappers and cigars. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's... That looks really nice sometimes. Yeah, I agree. It's really cool. Are you guys going to try this? Would you give it a shot? Uh, no. No. Yeah, kind of same. If there was one in front of me, I'd smoke it. Yeah. I like the idea where they have uh, three different blends and two of each, and you get to vote yes. on which one becomes regular production. That's cool. That's cool. That's a neat idea. Yeah, that, that seems to be, you know, Southern Draw is doing something similar to that right now. Um, you know, the whole concept behind S and S, you know, saying, I mean, that was part of it, you know, where people give feedback or whatever. Um, I think somebody else is doing something like that too, but I know Southern draw was the latest before this one. Yeah. I think there's something to that though, for at least your fans, right? Most nobody oh, else McAuliffe, cares. McAuliffe has done it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It draws yeah, I, people. I, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's anything that helps people engage and feel is like a part of your brand and closer. Um, is always a good thing, you know. When so, the other thing I like about it is it makes you want to actually smoke the things. Yeah, right. Because a lot of the time you buy cigars and they just chill. Mm-hmm. So something to make you actually smoke the darn things is nice. I hope I nothing makes me happier than when somebody says I had the cigar that I wanted to smoke. And I, I listened to you guys talking about how every day is a gift and I don't need a special occasion. And I have heard this by the way. And I just smoked it. Nothing makes me happier than that. I don't know why. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, there may not be a tomorrow for you. Smoke the fucking thing if you want to smoke it. You know what I mean? Yep. It's a good day to have a cigar. Yep. Might as well <laughs> smoke good shit. 
Yeah. There's so many little things we take for granted, man. It really is. That's not not incorrect at all. But yeah, if you're interested in, in Candela, uh, mm-hmm. this could be one that makes your day a special day. There you go. Are there Candela people that are that that truly like like Candela? That's an awesome question. Because is can is liking Candela like liking Lanceros? That's how I see it. That's a great point, Drufus. It's a niche, but at the same time, like it, this is only one like one group doing this thing, right? It, they don't have to have that many people that are interested to give it a a, a real shake at making no. some money and selling. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. But no, I don't. I don't see a lot of people being like, "Oh yeah, it's Candela season." Right? They'll be like, "Oh cool, I'll get my St. Patrick's Day cigar." Yeah. Which right. you're, they're just getting in because it's St. Patrick's Day. You get a green cigar, you get a green beer, and right. But you're not a Candela fan. You smoke that that green cigar once a year. <laughs> so it used to be really popular. What did? Candela, yeah. When? Yeah, that's what uh, I was wondering. No, that's a serious what question. Was the decade? You know all the history. Yeah. Yeah, it was the decade. I'm not. I'm trying to remember when before the, we were alive. When it was. So uh, it looks like the 1950s. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It was known as American Market Selection because that's what the American market really liked. It said, this is from Cigar Aficionado's website, from 1958 to the early 1970s, Americans smoked billions of cigars, and nearly all of them were Candela's. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Why? Why has changed dramatically. Yeah, why were we doing that? And then Americans started eating like fat fucks, and all of a sudden they needed bolder shit. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, I can preferences, dude. I don't. I don't know, but it's clear. it was called American Market Selection. I remembered that part. I didn't. I didn't do the. Hmm. I didn't remember the decades exactly, so I had to look that up quick. Nobody will ever be able to convince me that what you eat has no bearing on what you like to smoke. Of course, it does. I don't think you could argue that it doesn't. Go on a diet for a few months, and you will change your tune. No, oh, yeah. To get back to the limited edition stuff that we're seeing and all of these run, you know, these limited runs and all of that. Well, a lot of people, you know, obviously, I would imagine a lot of our listeners probably listen to other podcasts and stuff like that. But even in, in other interviews with brand brand people and things like that, the one thing that I've noticed about a lot of like cigar podcasts is they don't they never. They never try to understand the business side of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's always about really the stuff that, I mean, is important maybe to some people, but I think if people had a better understanding of the actual business side of it, I think it would be better. You know? I really do. Because... Yes, it costs money to come out with a cigar. No doubt about it, right? Or to create, you know, to introduce a line. Yeah. But what's even more expensive is the maintenance of that line. The inventory that you have to build once that line is introduced. Because every time somebody wants to reorder, you need to be able to fulfill, right? Yes. So when you go from, like, if I just, I'm going to use myself as an example. I go from two lines to three. Now I got to maintain three lines. I'm going to go to four soon, right? So now I got to order for four different lines. Okay, if I don't have unlimited pockets, what takes priority? Now on the surface, you say, well, whatever's selling the best. Yes, but that changes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like there's a lot that goes into that that's just beyond. So there is an ease 
And definitely an advantage to being able to just come out with something quick, be done, get your money, move on to the next thing. So have you considered selling more more limited editions where you just produce ten thousand and call it done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. I, I agree with you. Most most cigar media of any type doesn't dive too deep into the business side. I think the Cigar Authority tries pretty hard to get into that sometimes. Yes, they do. They do a nice job. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I agree. everybody else probably does less by a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never really about trying to understand that aspect of it. Because really what affects consumers is that. They want to know why some of the stuff, I mean, you're seeing brands retire lines right now or put them on hiatus. They're gonna, they might tell you it's tobacco. They might tell you it's whatever. And in some cases, that's true, like this, especially if it's broadleaf or something like that. But in other cases, the shit's just not selling. And there's mm-hmm. no, they don't want to, they don't want to earmark the money to maintain it anymore. Yeah, and that's, there's nothing even wrong with that. Like Coca Cola's doing that all. right now, right? Like it's not it's not even stuff isn't selling. It's just not selling as well as other stuff. So yes. why are you putting money into it? Exactly, it's just a strict business choice. Dude, money stuck in inventory is, is is dead money. So if you if you order wrong from the factory, like I have done before, you're fucked. You sit on that mistake until you fix it, right? Yeah, man. So then you're taking the the stuff that's moving and you can't buy as much of that because you got all this money stuck in what's not. Mm -hmm. It's a delicate process. It's really no different than being a retailer in that regard. You know? Yep. Yeah. anyway <laughs> yeah and i bet there's some stuff about the business that certain podcasts and people wouldn't want to talk about because it it just doesn't sound good to consumers yeah for sure it's just the way that business works right any anything that you mm-hmm. consume if you knew everything about how the sausage was made would you enjoy <clears throat> consuming it as much maybe <sighs> damn maybe <not>. right <laughs> yeah yeah i I don't really know too much of that type of stuff where like people do stupid shit. Like personally, anyway, I, I don't. But I'm yeah, sure but like there the is. the idea. So so I think even even just taking something well known, right? Mm-hmm. Lost and Found did a good job of bringing light to the idea that people just go into fucking warehouses and buy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> put some bands on it and they sell it, right? Yeah. Lost and Found was upfront as hell about it, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. I think they actually did a really nice job of being clear that. Sure. This is what we did, right? Like, here's yeah. what it is. But if you look at limited edition stuff, that could be the same thing. It could be somebody's seconds, thirds, fourths, whatever. Who knows? Oh, yeah. They just walk in, say, that's on the shelf. I'll take 10,000. I've got to run. Mm-hmm. Send it out the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that's even, like, I don't think that's even bad, right? That doesn't, doesn't but I don't have a problem with such a thing. It is but still I doubt a that's limited what the edition. Consumer thinks they're getting. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not what everybody does for limited. Don't get me wrong. No, it's not. But there definitely is some of that. But it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, <laughs> got some Tinder swindling to do. Yeah. Episode 200. Wow. You know what that calls for? A special occasion cigar. Yeah, that's right. Right. Tomorrow. How were you able to get your blind review in? It's going to be tomorrow. I got to follow the the warm days of the week. Yeah, fifties tomorrow, something like that. Yeah, there you go. I'll grill out tomorrow and I'll smoke something. Mhm. 
What are you gonna grill? That sounds nice. Uh, I got some cowboy ribeyes, two of them, tomahawks. Oof. I'll smoke them. Fun. Smoke them for a couple hours and then sear them. And it's then, a rough life. And then eat them. <laughs> Delicious. Special occasion right there. Yeah, just <laughs> better that believe it. Next week, maybe. Yes, sir. Maybe not. Hope so. Tune in and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> All Hit right. Hit that subscribe button. Be surprised when it appears. Exactly. All right. You guys have a good one. All right, guys. You too. You too. Cheers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook, uh, direct message us, um, email the sultans of smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions comments for the show and we will catch you guys next week thanks <laughs>